Well, hello, everybody. It is December 14, Monday, 2020, in the Pat Price Tech Talk training room. I'm Larry Gassman, co-chair of Tech Talk. And before we start tonight, we have a milestone to talk about just for a few seconds, because this doesn't happen. Actually, it never happens more than once. Um, Joni Leonard, who is with us tonight, is celebrating her 81st birthday. And we want to wish her a very, very happy birthday. Hope she's had a happy birthday and will continue throughout the rest of the evening to have one as well. We're delighted to have you with us in Tech Talk, Joni. And, and the, the best of happy birthday wishes to you. And I know that even though everybody else is muted, they all wish you the same. And in fact, if you have Joni's number, give her a call after Tech Talk and wish her a happy birthday as well. Happy birthday again, Joni. And now we're going to get to... Uh, can I just yes. say thank you, Larry? And sure. Thank you to all my wonderful friends. I have had a super, unbelievably wonderful birthday. And I talked to some of my really, really super good friends. And I thank you all. And, you're welcome. Uh, you're welcome. So glad that you're with us. And you don't turn 81 more than once, so we're delighted that you've done that and that you'll be with us for another 20 or 30 years. Well, we shall see. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay, so take care, everyone. And, Thanks, uh, Joni. Thank you so much. You bet. That's- so, uh, Tech Talk again welcomes Jeff Bishop with us. And uh, Jeff is a project manager for Microsoft. Uh, he has evolved up to his ears in technology, all forms of technology. And he's also on our Tech Talk planning team as well. And we asked him to talk tonight uh, about Windows 10. Now, mo- a lot of you I know have Windows 10, the May edition, already on the computer. But you may not know all that it entails in terms of the things that it offers with regard to updates for narrator and other things that from a screen reader perspective would be of interest to all of us. So we asked Jeff to talk about that a little bit and Microsoft and anything else that he feels he needs to talk about in the next hour. We'll do some interaction. We'll ask you to raise your hand when you have questions and we'll get there soon. But uh, once again, Jeff, thanks so much for being with us and welcome back to Tech Talk. Thank you, Larry, so very, very much. It's a pleasure to be here, and uh, it's it's always great to come and present here at Accessible World and uh, Tech Talk. It's uh, it's something that I, I really li- love listening to, and, and I get the podcast and uh, try to make it when I can live, but uh, generally I listen on the podcast feed. So, so uh, be- before we get into uh, to Microsoft and all the great things that we're doing there, um, I just want to introduce myself. Uh, my name is Jeff Bishop. I'm uh, I'm a program manager uh, on the Windows Accessibility Empower team. Uh, we have a we have a sub team under that called Enable, which works on the narrator screen reader, the screen reader that's built into Windows that you can you can invoke with Control Windows Enter. We'll talk a lot more about uh, Narrator in just a few minutes. We have a really great team at Microsoft. Uh, lots of great dedicated people who um, really believe in, you know, making a difference in the world for not just people who are blind or low vision, but all of all people with all disabilities. And uh, 
one of the one of the themes that you're going to hear throughout this presentation and throughout the night is this constant ask for feedback, and it's so true. Um, one of the one of the processes that we do every day is a process called triage, where we actually take a look at everything that is uh, submitted from you, the customer, um, that comes to our team, and we read it and we and we um, test your specific situation. And and um, you know make sure that those issues get get put into the system appropriately and appropriately uh, you know looked at by by the team that needs to look look at it because sometimes it's not our team that uh, we we help make sure it gets prioritized into the right places. One of the one of the things that I always tell people um, uh, before we get into the the actual talk and the and the meat of the discussion here tonight is is you know why did you join microsoft and what what is the what is their true commitment about around accessibility is it really real you know do you do you feel that that the the work that you're doing and the work that that team does is real is the, is the commitment real and i i can assure you um from the bottom of my heart that the work that we do and the love that the that uh our our leadership our developers and our program managers have for for all of you centered around accessibility and wanting to make a difference in the world for all of you is is real and um the passion is 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 very 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 committed so um you you should you should feel real real good about that okay so uh let's let's dig in here there's there's uh there's been a number of of you know, Windows releases over the over the past few years, and and we we've been constantly working on improving Narrator. When I started at Microsoft for the second time back in 2017, one of the first features I worked on was the was the new uh, keyboard design for Narrator, bringing a more familiar uh, you know keyboard layout for people to be able to make it easier to learn and use our screen reader. And that's now shipping as, as the standard keyboard user interface that, that you all use today. So before we talk about new features, let's talk about Narrator. Specifically, Narrator is a screen reader. It is a screen reader built into Windows. It works in safe mode. It works, um, you know, you can, you can actually boot from a, from a USB stick and actually format your hard drive and, and configure your windows completely independently. Uh, it's, it's, uh, it will, you can, you can buy a computer at Best Buy, take it home and turn it on and turn narrator on and fully configure it yourself uh, without sighted assistance. Uh, it's, it's just, it's just really, really great. The out of box experience uh, with the screen reader is, is very, very good. Uh, to turn narrator on and off is control windows enter so holding down the control key the windows key followed by the enter key um, there are uh, and, and i kind of need to go over these these basic things because there's going to be a lot of talk about specific commands and things like that as we uh, discuss what's new but uh, there are there are some special keys on your keyboard that you're going to want to be familiar with uh, there is the narrator key this is uh, one of three keys, it's either the caps lock key or, or both insert keys. And both of, uh, or, well, all three of these are on by default. So 
uh, unless you change that in, in the narrator settings, then all three of these will act as the narrator key. So uh, we'll, this will become apparent as we talk further. When you launch narrator for the first time, you'll, you'll get what we call our narrator home experience. This allows you to uh, find out a little bit about narrator. It takes you to a, to a page where you can click on a button to take you to the narrator user guide. You can find out what's new in the current release of narrator. You can, you can go to narrator settings. You can, you can minimize narrator home to the system tray so that it doesn't show out every time you uh, stop and restart narrator, things of that nature. So it's sort of just like a, a kicking off point where you get some information that would, would be useful to you to be able to, to learn and use. And most importantly, as part of that narrator home experience, there's the narrator quick start. It's a, it's a basic tutorial. It's a, a tutorial with about 15 or so pages uh, where you can learn the basics of how to use the screen reader, uh, both on your desktop and on the web. So if you, um, if you, you know, turn on narrator, there's just lots of ways to get information. We'll talk more about ways to get access to the narrator user guide in multiple formats and things like that. We'll share with that, share that with you in just a minute. All right. Well, <clears throat> so uh, we, we generally, um, well, we've, we've had two versions of Windows released this year, one in May, and that's called the, the, the May 2020 update. And then we've had the Windows October 2020 update. And we're not going to focus too much on the October update. The big, the big difference in that one, that I'll just highlight, is that that one uh, ships with the new Edge browser the new Chromium-based uh, Edge browser that uh, Microsoft has released. So if you upgrade to that, that uh, version of Windows, then you're, gonna, you're going to get that new browser automatically installed on your, on your machine. Whereas before, if you just had the May update, you would have to go download the, the Edge browser uh, itself. Uh, Mitchell is first. Why doesn't Edge use the favorites folder that that's in your profile to add the favorites? Yeah, you know, I, I'm not here to talk about Edge specifically. I don't represent that team. Um, so uh, while, while I, can, I, can, uh, I, can, I can take the question uh, from you, um, uh, the, the best advice I'm going to give you on this one is there's a way inside of Edge that where you can provide feedback. In fact, it's right on the main toolbar where you can provide feedback uh, to the Edge team. And I would, I would strongly encourage that if you have any questions or you want enhancements to the browser uh, of any kind, then you, can, then you can submit it directly to them that way. You can, also use the, you can also use the feedback hub. If you have narrator running, then you can press the narrator key plus alt, the alt key plus F as in feedback. Or you can use, if Narrator is not running, you can hold down the Windows key and press the letter F as in feedback. And uh, uh, I would do that while Edge is running and, and in the foreground uh, so that it gets all the data related to Edge that you're referring to. And uh, then you can submit feedback directly to them. That would be the best way to uh, get your uh, concern or question uh, you know, brought to their attention. 
Okay, Again, I don't thanks. work on that team, so I, yeah. I don't want to speak I, for them. Okay, I would I would love okay. for you to do that too, Mitchell, because a lot of us loved the fact that we could use favorites from from a you know from a folder like on our desktop, like we did with Internet Explorer. And right. a lot it's of great feedback. That. It sure it's is. Just not, it's just it's it's just not something that I I personally um, you know I I don't work on that team, and so I would rather direct you to that team directly, so that you can communicate directly with them rather than you know. Yep. Uh, I use it all the you know, time off to them. on things that I'd like fixed or new things yeah. they haven't yep. done. It, yep. and, and, and honestly, I, I'm not telling you this just to make it up. I'm not telling stories that it, it, it truly is the best way of getting information sent to Microsoft. The teams that, that uh, you know, that, that this data gets routed to are definitely looking at your feedback every single, you know, every day. And, and um, you know, they're making decisions based on that. So, Every piece of feedback they get is crucially important. So if it's something you're, you know, that you are really passionate about, then, you know, submit that feedback to them. Jerry, how can I help you? Hi, Jeff. My question, do you think narrator will eventually uh, replace the screen reader? This is really up to each individual to be able to determine the needs um, of their screen reader. And um, we, you know, we have different users and different things that people do on their computers. We have people who um, stay at home and they, they, they um, send email and they write an occasional document and they browse the web and they, and they listen to, to some, some audio content, say, you know, uh, on ACB radio or uh, on, on other streams and things like that. And they do very, very, very basic things. Um, uh, so for them, Narrator might be absolutely 100% just fine. You have, you have other people who are, who are working in, a, in, you know, in an office where there's you know, a lot of custom applications and, and things like that. And some, some, uh, some work has been done to, to bring some efficiency to uh, their, their computing experience because of scripting and other capability that JAWS has. Um, so again, um, what I will tell you is that, that we at Microsoft are committed to, to building a robust screen reader that um, we want to be able to uh, allow you to achieve um, whatever you would like to do um, on the Windows platform. But what's most important to us as a company is that you're using Windows. We know, we know that, that people are using different, different screen readers. We know that. We, we, you know that that that's just a known that's a known thing, but what we all, but what we also know is that you know we we are continually enhancing and and improving narrator all the time, and um, that 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 is not going to stop. Um, and this is why again your feedback about what features that you would like to see and what capabilities you would like to see in, in narrator are so important, and that that's communicated to us because honestly it really helps drive our roadmap of what features we're going to take on next and, and, and bring to you. In fact, when we get to it here, when we talk about the features in the May 2020 update, uh, almost all of them were top requested features from customers that, that wanted these specific things. And so we listened to the community and, and we brought these features to, to, uh, to our screen reader. For, and also, first of all, we, we are a firm believer in our partners. Uh, you know, uh, Freedom Scientific and N NVDA, we work 
very, very closely with, and they're very vitally important to the to to allowing people to be employed and to be able to do things. So they're they're you know our partners are extremely important to us as well. I'd, so, I'd like to uh, take thirty uh, seconds and and just mention that we are now in a time and in an age where it is so wonderful to have at least three different screen readers who all do different things. Jaws might be the most diverse, but that's okay. But in, but I use all three of them and I use narrator a lot uh, in many aspects. If something's not reading correctly in Jaws or NVDA, uh, I'll check narrator. I have those three choices now. And there are a lot of, of course, because the nature of the screen reader is they don't work when Windows first starts up. There's no other screen reader except narrator that allows me to get in and do some things before the desktop comes up and I can run it in safe mode. And I, thank God I have that choice now where I can go to any screen reader for the task I want uh, and make it work. And we couldn't have said that five or 10 years ago because people were always at each other's throats. Now everybody's working together and that's the way it should be. Right. And, 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 we, know, and we know, for example, that we have work to do. I mean, we, I mean, I'm not going to sit here and say that narrator is perfect. That, 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 that would just be crazy. You know, for example, we know we, we've gotten feedback from our narrator advisory board that, you know, Excel is a bit too verbose. Uh, and, and we get, and we, we've gotten that feedback from customers, right? So we know, we, we know there are areas that we need to improve upon. And so um, it's, it, it's feedback like that, though, and, and the passion of customers that, that are giving us um, constructive feedback that really helps us drive innovation in our screen reader. And I, and I, and I know I keep saying it, but it's so true. That, that if you take anything out of the messaging that I'm giving you here tonight, it is that, you know, we want to hear from you because we're here to, we're here for you. You know, you're our customer and, and we want to do what's right for you. So, you know, bring us, bring us your concerns. Okay. I think, I think Jerry, the only other thing that I'll tell you is I'll always be looking at the new versions of narrator when they come out. Um, I think, I think there's, you know, there's exciting things that we're working on and, and, of course, I can't talk about, but but uh, I, I I would just say that that we know that you are using you know say Jaws or NVDA or whatever screen reader you're using, but please also make sure that you're taking a look that when we release new features that you're taking a look at that so that you stay up to date. You know there was once a there was once a, a gentleman who worked at GW Micro. Uh, many of you will um, recall him, Clarence Wiley. Does ever, does anyone remember who Clarence Wiley is? I remember Clarence, the name. Yeah. Yeah. Clarence Wiley was a giant in our, in our industry. And he was a, he was a man who, who um, was, had, had really a heart of gold. And uh, back in the, back in the nineties, you know, this was when, when the, when the screen reader industry was very cutthroat, you know, it was very much uh, very, 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 very competitive. Cutthroat's probably not the right word, but very, 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 very competitive. Right. You know, um, and so I'm sitting there and, and we were at CSUN and I'm sitting there and, and Clarence Wiley says, well, good, you know, good, you know, good, good morning, everybody. And, and he said, how many of you own a copy of Jaws? You know, and he had this really thick accent, you know, and, and of course, you know, no one back then, no one would ever admit that you owned the other screen reader, you know, even though you may, you may have, you know, nobody just, nobody did that because they were fearful of, oh my gosh, if I admit that, then they may not like me or, you know what I mean? It was that, you know, it was kind of competitive. So, 
so, you know, and nobody kind of raised their hand. And, and so Clarence said, well, if you don't own a copy of Jaws, I, I want you to leave my presentation right now and go buy one. And the reason why he said that was because he explained it. He said, you, we as blind people need as many tools in our tool belts to be able to achieve things that sighted people can do just by looking at a screen. That not one screen reader is going to rule them all. They just, it's just not, and that's not possible even today. So my advice to you is, is that, that whatever you choose is your primary screen reader, that's perfectly fine. But please just make sure you're staying up to date on what, what we're doing with Narrator. And so that, you know what, if you need it, it's there. And, and you know, there's a lot of people who are starting to use it as it's their full-time screen reading experience. So again, it really just depends on you know, what your needs are. And, and we're not going to tell you or, 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 or dictate that. But just uh, my best advice to you is just make sure to keep looking and watching and learning um, what's, what we're doing. And, and um, that will give you the best um, thing to, to be able to have the most ideal computing experience for yourself. Does that make sense? All right, awesome. All right, well, let's, um, let's now dive into, because it's already 20 after. And um, again, I could, I could talk for, for another 40 minutes. I feel like this is Allison's, Allison's restaurant. But anyway, uh, Thanksgiving's over. So I guess we shouldn't talk about that one, right? All right, so let's talk about um, Narrator here. Now, there, we, we did a bunch of other features uh, in the low vision space too. Like we, we added this new magnifier reader feature so uh, if you're, if you're uh, low vision and you just want to highlight a portion of the screen and, and have it read to you, then you can do that. We've got new text cursors that are, that are available and there, there's been a ton of things done in the low vision space. And um, I would encourage the Tech Talk community to reach out to, to us again um, if, uh, if, if there's enough uh, interest from the low vision community to bring on one of our program managers that represents that part of, of the work that we do to talk to all of you about all of the low vision features. Because there's, there's just some amazing work that's happening in that space. But I'm not gonna talk about that tonight because that honestly could take probably the full hour just to talk about that. All right, let's talk about some of the general things that we've done first before we get into the, the core features. Uh, that we that we've added in the May 2020 update, and and the first thing that you're going to notice um, is is that we've made narrator easier to listen to uh, as you read sentences, and even the the pronunciation of words such as read versus read, things like that. So the way that we actually process text, um, you're going to find that that's a lot more fluid in in the, in the way that in the way that we process that information. So it sounds more natural uh, to your ear. Uh, we, we've, heard, we've gotten um, feedback from customers about that, and that, that, that that was something that they really wanted us to, to focus on. So that was one of the top requests. One of the other things, you know, uh, there's, there's a lot of people who really love to be very, very efficient in the work that they do with their screen reader, right? So this, this includes uh, representing things with sound versus announcements, things like that. 
And um, narrator has always had sounds for, for some things, but we greatly improved that in the May 2020 update. And we enhanced all of the sounds so they sound more modern and, and fresh. Um, and, and we added some new sounds. So you'll notice things like when you turn scan mode on and off, scan mode is like uh, uh, the browse mode feature in NVDA or the virtual cursor in JAWS. You know, uh, now we'll make a, a, a sound when it comes on and a sound when it comes off. Um, when you encounter a link, you'll hear a sound when you, when you encounter a link. And, and there are settings that allow you to, to control whether you hear uh, scan mode on and scan mode off plus the sound or you just hear the sound. So now you can, you can adjust all of that and I'll tell you how to get it in, into narrator settings in just uh, uh, in a few minutes. Um, we improved uh, the amount of information that you hear uh, about texting controls. So this, this all, this is actually a feature that I personally worked on. It, it, it's all centered around what we call narrator verbosity. And uh, so we have five different levels of, of verbosity and, and uh, I'm not gonna dive too deep into this except to say that we have um, some, some special features at verbosity level one which we think are kind of unique to the screener experience. And then two and three, three is the default of verbosity level. Um, three basically gives you the, the, all the information that you would need uh, about controls and interacting with, with, with uh, an application. Two, you get a little bit less. And then we'll talk about one separately here in a minute. Four and five are sort of the, the, the text attribute verbosity levels. You can think of, say, you know, you're editing in a Word document and, you, and, you, and you, you basically need to hear about things like bold and underline and italic and, and things like that when you're editing. But you don't need to hear about, you know, the font size and all these different things that you, you probably could get at, you know, as you're editing in a Word document. So, so we kind of separated those into two different verbosity levels. So you can think about it like verbosity level four is for when you're you know, getting your ideas out on the page and you're just doing a bunch of writing really fast and you're just getting all that out information out there and you're going to do some, some light proofreading, um, you know, making sure that what you wrote is what you really meant to write and all of that. And then when you're ready to really proofread your text and you want to make sure the fonts are consistent and the format is, is right, then you're going to switch to five where you're going to get a lot more data. And then, and then we, uh, we wanted to do something for students. You know, we wanted to bring a, a, a great user experience for students or, or, or professionals or people who read lots of text, um, you know, whether that's on the web or you're reading a book or, or whatever the case may be. And, and you know, when you're at, at verbosity levels two through five, as you're reading, if you're doing a, a, a read from here with narrator, with narrator down arrow, um, you know, you'll... You, at those other verbosity levels, you're going to hear things like link. And every time you hear, encounter a link, you're either going to hear the sound or you're going to hear the word link. And, you know, this stuff is, is really distracting if you just want to get through the text of, of a document. You know, you're studying a chapter of a book and, you know, and, and your professor told you that, you know, you have 300 pages to read or 200 pages to read uh, before your next class, you know, something like that. Well, you don't want to, you don't want to hear all the cruft. You know, you just want to get the text. You just want to hear that information, even, even though it may be marked up with links and, and all kinds of other formatting. 
So what we have added is text only mode at verbosity level one. So you, you, turn, um, you turn verbosity level one on, by the way, you, you adjust the verbosity level with narrator V. So the narrator key is the insert key um, or the caps lock key plus the letter V. And you can, and you can move through uh, all of these verbosity levels. And then once, once one is on and you start reading, guess what? You're only going to hear text. You're only going to hear the data you want to hear, which is the text of the book you're interested in reading. So it just gives you a, a, a really great reading experience. We've gotten great feedback from, from customers who have said, this is really fantastic. You know, I, I don't have to go out and, and, and use another utility to be able to have it, you know, write out a file of, of speech for me to be able to, to, to read all of this text uh, in, in, a, in a way where I'm not getting all this extra verbiage that I don't need. So um, that, that's a feature that we added in, in the May 2020 update. Um, one, of the, one, of the, um, one of the features that we heard from, from editors and people who do lots of writing was they, they wanted to be able to have a better understanding of capitalized words and, and words that are in mixed case, whether they're all in uppercase or mixed case, you know, or proper, uh, proper names, you know, like, like, like my name, Jeff, or, or FBI, as in like an acronym, things like that. They wanted to be able to have different ways of, of, of having narrator announce these things. So we added that in the May 2020 update. Okay, so, so um, then we, we, uh, we added uh, Firefox support and uh, uh, we, had, we added support a while back for the Chrome browser. Um, we, we've done some work on, um, on just making things faster, narrator find is faster, things like that. So some basic, just real basic things that we've done um, uh, around here. Okay, it's, we have uh, Bobby Vinton. I have a question. Um, I was wondering about narrator, about the, the keystroke for links list. Um, is it still insert F7? And also, or, or not still, is it? Because I navigate links by tabbing. And also, I was wondering if um, <clears throat> you could put a feed reader in narrator or something to read feeds because we as windows users unless you tell me otherwise we don't have any feed readers or any way to read to view podcast feeds on windows okay um i'll take these in, in the order that you uh, gave them to me yes um you can you can bring up a list of of uh links on a web page um with narrator with narrator key f7 you can also do this with headings and landmarks, F5 and F6. Narrator F5, F6, and F7 will, will, will bring up lists of, of headings, landmarks, and links. Links is definitely F7. And I believe... Uh, is it six, is it I, not? I think six is headings and five is landmarks. Mm -hmm. If someone wants to cross-check me on that, that would be appreciated. I believe that's correct. Um, you can check that with narrator keyboard help, by the way. So you could press narrator one. And You're correct, press Jeff. those. Yeah. Okay. Good. Yay. Thank you. <laughs> That's awesome. All right. I don't want to be wrong. That would be bad, right? Okay. Yeah. We'll send that to feedback. Yeah. I, no, thanks. <laughs> thanks, Larry. I love you too, my friend. <laughs> yeah. That's, 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 you know who you, you know who your friends are. Absolutely. Okay. 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 All right. Who who else had their oh uh, um, RSS feeds? Um, you know, this is this is something that I think. Um, 
I, 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 it's great feedback. It's, it's, it's something that, that, you know, I wish we had better support for, for reading RSS feeds. Uh, I know Firefox has some, some, some great features for, for handling um, RSS feeds. Um, uh, if you're a JAWS user, I know that Brian Harjan has done some, some great work in the area of, of, uh, of Lisi. Uh, and, and doing some things with podcasts about that. In fact, we're going to be talking about podcasts in January. So we'll, we'll even address some of this then. So I don't want to spend too much time here on that. But it's great feedback, Bob, uh, Bobby. And um, I, I, I hear you, man. As a user myself, I, I, totally, I totally hear you. Yeah, we have uh, Douglas. My question for you is, I couldn't remember the shortcut key. I know there is for narrator, but for... I have some limited site. Normally I use either JAWS, uh, NVDA or narrator, depends on the problem or the situation um, I'm facing at the time. But uh, sometimes certain things, I might want to use magnification. What's the shortcut key for that? And when- Oh boy, you're gonna, you're, you, I, 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 I knew you were gonna ask me that. <laughs> I believe it's Windows. I think, man, oh man, see, this is where Jeremy needs to be here. Uh, I believe it's Windows Plus. This is great. So you can you can you can go into uh, the Ease of Access Center. Thanks, Douglas. This is awesome because this is the this is the way you can find this out yourself as well. You can uh, you can <laughs> you can go into the Ease of Access Center with uh, uh, Windows U, and um, that's where you can find all of the accessibility features that we ship in Windows, including magnifier. And it's documented right there, uh, so oh. uh, it's it, all all of that is there. So there, no no worries in uh, in finding it. It's it's definitely something that's that's very visible on screen. I'm I'm, I'm sorry, I, I I should know that off the top of my head, and it it, it just escapes me at the moment. So that's uh, okay. I, totally understand. I, 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 I told well, no, not really. I, I really should know that by heart. <laughs> but uh, so I, I I own that, and I'm sorry for that. But uh, that, that, that's the way that you can, that's the way that you can, uh, to get at, you know, to get at that. And, um, if I had, if I had 30 seconds, while someone else was talking, I'd run over and check myself with that hot key, but we're, we're, you know, kind of, kind well, of appreciate marching through time here. You bet. Great. Thank you, Douglas. Okay. Let's get into some, some features centered around the web, shall we? Um, you know, uh, we, we, we find that, that people are either reading their email or browsing the web, um, or, or writing a document. You know, those, these are um, by far probably the top tasks that people do on their computer, right? If you, if you uh, turn, on, turn on your computer, you're probably reading your mail, going on the web and doing something, or listening to something which you probably went to a website to get to, to listen to, right? Or you're writing a document, or reading a document, or something like that. So the web is really, really important to us, and um, we wanted to really bring some really great features to the to the to the uh, to the web. So, one of the first things that we've heard um, uh, from customers, and, and again, this is where, uh, and I know I keep coming back to this all the time about feedback, but it's so so true. And I know I'm being repetitive and kind of a broken record, you know, thinking about that that whole kind of thing. But it's so, so true. And the things you're going to hear about now are things that were top requests from customers. And so these were things that we wanted to make sure we added um, to our screen reading experience. So, so one of the first things that we did was we wanted to add the ability of reading the web page from the top of the web page once the web page loaded. 
So now when you uh, bring up a web page, you're going to start hearing narrator automatically. I love that word, automatically. Uh, it will start reading from the top of the page and you can stop it with a control key and then do whatever you need to do um, you know, uh, uh, from the web page. So that was one of the, one of the features that we, that we added. Um, people want to get a summary of um, what a web page looks like. You know, they want to get a little bit of information about how complex the web page is that they're, that they're dealing with. And so we wanted to bring that feature to you as well. Um, this is done. There's, there's, there's two basic features here that are, that are really exciting that I think um, you'll find really um, engaging for you. One is just a, a, a web page summary. You, you, you uh, invoke this using the narrator key followed by the letter S for summary. And if you press it one time, you're gonna hear about the number of headings, links and landmarks on the page. So it kind of gives you an understanding, okay, well, you know, there's 18 headings and there's 300 links and there's eight landmarks. And you're, you know, so, you know, you're, you'll, you'll know, oh my gosh, there's a lot of data on this website. Whereas, you know, some pages, there might be only two headings and maybe 30 links, you know? So it kind of gives you a, a, a really, really good understanding of, you know, how busy uh, a web page is, how complex that web page is, you, that, you know, this, you might find that useful to you. So then, you know, a lot of times you'll go to a website and, and you're, you're looking for something that, that uh, might be very, very obvious to someone who can actually see the page because they, they make, it stand out visually, right? Um, and so we wanted to be able to try to solve that problem too. So if you press the narrator key followed by the letter S twice quickly, then you're, not only are you going to get a list of the things that you heard about the, the web page displayed to you in a dialogue so you can review it, you can arrow through it. Um, you can, you can, um, you, you, you can find out the, the most popular links on the page. So we partnered with our Bing team and the Bing team knows a lot about every web page on the internet, right? They know that, for example, if you go to Amazon, they know the most popular links that people go to once they're on amazon.com. So we wanted to provide a way for us to rep, you know, show that information to you. So let's say that you want to log into your account on Amazon. Well, you know, you could go on the web page and you could try to search for login or log space in or account or sign in or, you know, who knows what Amazon's going to call it, right? So, so instead of doing that, you could press narrator S twice quickly. And you can bring up a list and it brings up a list of the most popular links that people use on a given page. And most often it's where you want to go. It's what you want to do. So, so you'll find that really, really useful to you. Um, uh, now, now what about those click here links? Does everyone remember these? You know, I think we all have seen them. You're browsing the web and it says, click here, you know, to do something. And you don't even know what, you know, you have no idea where that thing goes. So you bring up a list of links and there's, I don't know, 14 click here's, 
you're like, well, this is nice. I don't know what, the, I mean, what am I clicking here? Where, where am I going? What am I doing? I don't know. Who knows? I could, I could end up, you know, I don't know. I don't know where I'm going to go. And is it safe? Who knows? Well, you don't get right. that information. Either. Right, exactly. You don't get that information either. Most of the time they're safe, but it's just mainly they're just marking it up in a way that it's just not really useful to you unless you read the page in context. Right. So unless you, <clears throat> excuse me, unless you, you know, read the web page around that text, you know, then, then you're, you, you won't know what you're clicking here too. Right. So we solved that problem by, by adding a new feature to narrator, where if you press the, the narrator, uh, description key description uh, feature because it's no longer just image descriptions but it's it it's also link descriptions if you hold down the the narrator key plus the control key and press the letter d as in description then it will tell you the title of the page that you would go to if you were to click on that link so at least you know where you're going it won't necessarily give you a lot more information than that but at least it will give you the information that you need about where you would go if you were to click on that link. Okay. Um, uh, I mentioned this before, but we support Chrome and Firefox now. Uh, faster find, and 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 we improved um, table reading in in Narrator, and we'll, we're going to talk about table reading in just a minute because it's a uh, it, it's it's a feature that that actually impacts Outlook uh, even more than, than the web. And we'll talk about why in just a minute. Uh, we, we added support for rich text format in, in uh, Firefox and Chrome uh, for pages like Wikipedia. Uh, and, and just, you know, working on just general stability and performance and all of that uh, uh, on the web. So those are our web features. Uh, okay, uh, Howard has his hand up. I use uh, I use Braille a lot, and I also switch screen readers a lot. One of the problems with Narrator is that you can't just switch to Narrator and have Braille work. You also have to go and switch the driver. Correct. I was wondering if there might be a way in the future that that process could be made a little simpler. Howard, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to ask you to, uh, to write to me personally about this one. I th in fact, I think you did. No, I don't think um, I ever had. Oh, you hadn't. Okay. I heard from someone else on exactly the same issue. Um, so um, I would, I would love it if you could drop me a note Um my, my Microsoft email is jeff.bishop at microsoft.com. If, if you could do that, that would be extremely beneficial to me. Uh, we're definitely aware of this issue, and it's, uh, it's something that we are um, definitely aware of uh, and um, we're taking a look at. So I, I can't speak too much more to it than that at this time, but I can tell you that, that the, this level of feedback is, uh, is quite useful to me. So... Um, if you could, if you could definitely drop me a note on this and kind of detail detail this out a little bit more, that would uh, that would be highly uh, beneficial. Okay, so thank you very that, much. Sure, and anyone else that has this concern, um, by all means, uh, you know, drop me a note on that. Yeah, Marcy is next. Hi, Marcy. How are you? I am well. How are you? 
I'm doing well. Thank you. Excellent. How can I help I was, you? I was the one that wrote to you about the Braille. There you go. I knew it was somebody. And I said, I said, you need to come and talk to me at Tech Talk. So ah. I, I, again, again, um, um, uh, is, is it best to put in that feedback via the feedback hub or it, to write it, to you it, directly? It, it, it is. But, you know, it's even more useful if you, you already have written to me, um, you know, giving, giving me more of a, uh, you know, telling a story as to, you know, in other words, center it around why it, that's important. Um, to you is really beneficial. Uh, you know, not, not only do we like to hear about, you know, issues that, you know, con- getting constructive feedback, we'd love, to, we'd love to understand why, what is the impact to you as an, as an individual? Of course. In other words, what, you, you know what I mean? That, that, that really, really, really is important. And right. uh, so, so if you're willing to share that with me, then, then that, that, that really uh, goes a very, very long way. Um, Perfect. And I wanted so, to let you know, too, that I looked up the magnifier commands for the for the person who asked. So yes. Windows Plus to start it, and that, of course, increases magnification. Then Windows yep. Minus decreases, and then Windows yep. Escape will take you out of the magnifier. Yeah. Okay. Well, at least I was right about Windows Plus, huh? See? Yes. I, I'm, I'm, I'm batting 100 here. I'm doing okay. <laughs> okay. I'm doing, it's all right. Okay. That's good. Well, you know, uh, I've had an interesting week. I won't get into it, but um, the fact that I'm remembering these things this week is, uh, is, is pretty incredible, to be honest with you. And I so, like Narrator. I mean, I'm using it a lot more. Um, uh, well, thank you. I do. I mean, the Windows S thing on the web is nice for the summary of the web page. Yeah, it's great, isn't it? Yeah, it is. I am I'm yeah. starting to use it a lot. And, it, and just as you say, it's really nice to be able to walk up to the a computer or a friend's computer and just turn it on. Don't and, you love? Don't you love those most popular links? I I use that feature all the time, and it, I yeah. can get mm-hmm. I can get you know to places so much quicker. Just just add so much uh, efficiency to to a browsing experience. It's just fantastic. Marcy, thank you so so much. And, You're welcome. And know, thank you for the presentation. And yes, oh, I you bet. Write to you and tell you my story. Okay, that's great. And you know, I I appreciate you reaching out and and uh, and sharing uh, your concerns and. And you also taking the time to come here tonight. It means more to me than you know. So thank you so, so much. You're welcome. Thank you for the presentation. Well, thank you. All right, let's dive into Outlook. You know, I think- Why don't, uh, why don't we do one, one, more, one more guy and then we'll be finished with questions. Can all we do right. That? Sure, Steve, Ron, go right go ahead. Steve, Steve Bauer is next then. Oh, Steve, how you doing, my buddy in California? How you doing, my man? Uh, if I can get my keyboard in front of me, I'll be doing just fine. Uh, real quick question, Jeff. Uh, walk- just a little bit, Steve. Just a okay. Little- yeah, there you go. That's hot there. You go. There you go. Okay. Um, what uh, is the build number, or whatever, for the uh, the newest? You know, the November version. Um, or uh, you know, I know you can go into Winver and get a build number. Or is there some other way, easy way, to tell whether All a right. particular computer is running uh, the latest update? Okay, well, uh, 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 John or Larry, because I think both of you are running this now, if you could go do a Winver for me and, and tell us that, that would be useful. But what I will yeah, tell you, John's Steve, do it. Uh, what, what I will tell you, Steve, is, is that um, you'll see the phrase 20H2 in the build number. Uh, and you'll know then that you're on the latest version, the, the okay. October. That's uh, all I need to know. Update. Thank you. Okay. So, but but if you really want the geeky, you know, number, we can probably get you know one of these brilliant, uh, you know, no, Gaspin brothers. I just want to know whether it's April or November. Yep, yep, that's all good. Okay, all right. Let's two zero H two. John says. 
What? Two zero H two. Yeah, two zero H two. Yep. Okay. There's there's a bunch of other numbers, but they're not important. Yeah, but okay. There's none with H two. So you if you got that one, you know you're where you should. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly right. All right. Well, let's talk about. Um, I won't say the best features, but I, I I personally am deliciously excited, and I know that's kind of an odd way to say it, but I was so excited when we did this work um, uh, on the team that uh, it just it made me giddy. I, I was so elated about it. So let's talk about it, shall we? So uh, I, how many of you, and um, you don't need to raise your hand, but let's just you know pretend. Uh, I bet you a lot of you are using Outlook as your email client, right? And, and, and we really got a lot of feedback from, from customers about you know, things that we needed to do as a team to improve the experience for reading and, and, and what we call triaging your mail. And again, this is, this is a, a perfect example of where, you know, uh, we hear from consumers, we hear from um, people are on, our, on our advisory board, and we take that feedback. And, and this was by far one of the top pieces of feedback that we got from customers that we knew that we needed to address. And so we focused a lot of time on Outlook. So let's talk about what did we do in Outlook to, uh, to, to improve it. Well, first of all, we improved performance inside of Outlook. So as you're moving around in Outlook, you're up and down arrowing you know, through your inbox and you're reading messages, you know, reading the, the description of a message. You're going to find it's a lot more efficient. We've done a lot of performance optimization in, in um, Narrator around Outlook and, and really just in Narrator in general. You're going to find that it's a lot faster and speedier. One of, one of the things that we heard from customers was that, that they didn't hear the, the information as they navigated through their inbox or through a folder. They didn't hear it in the order that they would expect. So we fixed that. So now, you know, you're going to hear about the things that are most important first. For example, whether or not a message has an attachment or whether it's uh, been unread or whether it's marked as high importance. And then you're going to hear the from, the to, and the subject and things like that. So you're going to hear it in the order that you expect, in the order that you naturally would, would want to hear it. Um, we, this is one that, that, uh, that really excited me because it was, again, feedback from, from you, the customer. Um, and, and I also gave the, the team this feedback. And this is around actually reading in Outlook and, and, and actually being able to, to, to read messages in a, in a very efficient way. So now when you open up a message, we automatically turn scan mode on and we automatically start reading the message from the top. And when you close the message, then scan mode turns off and you can arrow down and you can go to the next message. You can open up that message and it automatically starts reading. It's, it, it provides a natural reading experience it, it it it's reading the way that you would expect it to read um so we're really excited uh, uh about that um now uh, one of the other things that we heard from customers was you know a lot of content is is you you, you get a lot of content from marketing uh companies you know and they and they 
they produce it in a very visual way. And most of the time they use tables. So, you know, if you, if you use a screen reader a lot, you know, you, you, you might hear, you know, table one has 49 rows and three columns. And, it's, and as you read, it says column one, column two, you know, and then you change rows and it says row two, column one, then column two, right? You're going to hear all of this information. And, and, and nine times out of 10, these tables are useless. They're, they're basically there to, to represent the layout of the page. In other words, they're there for eyeball candy. They're there to, to, to provide a very rich visual layout so that when someone that can see they're looking at it, it looks pretty, right? And they, do, and they use it, they use this by, by doing it with what we call layout tables. So what did we do? Well, we thought, well, we know that's a really wordy experience and we know it's challenging for users because it makes it really hard for them to read their email. So what, what did we do? Well, we came up with a, with a, with a plan, an algorithm and that says, when you see, some, when you see uh, an email message like this that looks to be like it's a, a, a layout table, meaning that it's, only, it's not data, it's not like a, a set of data you know, like a list of uh, names and addresses. It's actually just a, 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 a layout table for visual presentation. Then we basically eliminate that table and just give you the text that, of the message in the order that it's presented. So now you get a true delightful reading experience. You get the message of the, of the email that you need and nothing more. So it allows you to be a lot more efficient it allows you to, uh, to, to really um, get to the information that you need uh, in the most uh, opportune way. And by the way, this works not only in Outlook, but it works on the web and it works in other places where you're going to see tables as well. So uh, especially, you know, uh, layout tables. Um, and, and, and again, we talked about responsiveness. So, you know, uh, we've talked a lot about about things that we've done in Outlook, things that we've done on the web. We've talked a lot about some general narrator improvements and a lot of optimizations and, and improving the way that, that, we, that we read and just improving the, the, the speed and efficiency of our screen reader. Um, and, and the future is bright for narrator. Um, you can find out a lot more about our screen reader by going to the uh, narrator home uh, page itself, uh, which is actually built into Narrator. And if you don't turn it off, it's, it's control windows enter. That will uh, bring up Narrator home where you can, where you can learn what's new. You can, you can go to the Narrator user guide. You can go to Narrator settings uh, and, and learn more. If you want to jump directly to Narrator settings, you can press the control key followed by the windows key plus the letter N as a narrator, and that will take you directly into to settings in Windows and uh, take you directly into the narrator settings. I advise that you use scan mode. So that's narrator space, and you can navigate by heading so that you can get to the area that you want to be able to adjust a specific setting for. It allows you to be a lot more efficient um, in, in the way that you are um, you know, moving through settings, there's lots and lots of settings. Hold on a second, I need a little bit of water here.
Sorry about that. Um, mouth was a little dry. Um, you can you can go on the website for the Narrator User Guide, and there's lots of reasons to do that. So if you go to uh, aka.ms/narratorguide, you can read the Narrator User Guide on the website, but you can also download it in um, PDF or Word format, and you can download it in Braille as well. So if you want to read it on your Braille display, say uh, you know on your refreshable Braille display then uh, by all means, you can go up there and the latest version of the manual is available in Braille. So you can download it there. You can learn a lot more about what's happening at Microsoft in the area of accessibility by going to um, microsoft.com forward slash accessibility. Don't forget that the, that the disability answer desk is there for your assistance. You can call them um, with any questions that you have at 1-800-936-5900. Uh, and, um, yeah, I think, uh, you know, we're, we're here for you, uh, and, and the future is bright. We're, we're working really hard on a lot of really great things coming in the future. Um, so we're going to have to come back and, and talk to you more about, about that when those things come out. But, uh, it, it, it's been uh, a sincere pleasure. Uh, I think, uh, I don't know if we have time for more questions, but I'll have, leave we're going to take one from David Kingsbury and then we'll have you give your contact information and then we'll wrap okay. up. Okay. All okay. right. That'll be great. All right, David. Hi. How are you, my friend? Hello. How are you? Good. I, I, I love talking to you. It's good to hear oh, from well, you again. Thank you. Um, yeah. Very nice presentation as, thank as you, David. always. So while we're on the topic of sort of specific office um, programs, I yes. Comment about PowerPoint. That would be nice if either the narrator folks did something about it or the office folks in general. Mm -hmm. um, I guess you know in PowerPoint, you know you can set themes. You know background, uh, you know background colors, foreground, right, well, background like a dark patterns, and things like that. Yeah, mm -hmm. foreground colors, etc. Yep. You can also do um, transitions between slides. Yep. Problem with those is that um, they're easy to do, but as a blind person, you have absolutely no idea what you're doing. The names of them are weird things like laser and galaxy and who knows what else. Um, and mm -hmm. I think it would be great if somebody, again, maybe you folks, I don't know exactly how you would do it, but somehow have informational stuff, pop-ups or whatever about at least some of the most uh, popular themes and transitions just briefly describing what are they, um, you know, describe, because again, the only way I can set them is just simply to ask a sighted person to tell me what's a good one to use. They're, they're completely sure. inaccessible in terms of knowing what they are. Well, David, that, that, that is, that is just great, valuable feedback. And I, and I sincerely appreciate you bringing this up. Um, I, I, uh, I, I'm going to encourage you to, to reach out to the, the disability answer desk on this one. Um, because uh, they're going to be able to help route this in, route this feedback directly to the appropriate team, where um, you know they will be able to to get that information and and they may even want to reach out to you and, and talk further about it. So I would I would really encourage you uh, you know to, to to do that either by contacting them on the phone number or if you're a if you're an enterprise customer. Um, you know, and, and um, you know, working with, you know, government or schools, uh, 
know that type of thing, then you can contact the Enterprise Disability Answer Desk by emailing edad at microsoft.com. And um, at, you know that team can can also address your um, address your concerns. So it's great, great feedback, and it's 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 feedback like that, David. That 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 is so valuable and and really makes uh, such a significant difference in and not only uh, making an application quote accessible, but you know, and, and in fact, I talk a lot about this at work, but the bar really needs to be raised to a level of, of, of raising the bar of, of accessibility to more of a usability and efficiency and productivity bar. Um, and this is an example of just exactly that, of, of raising that bar of, of, of efficiency and, and truly making a difference and understanding exactly what you're doing when you select say Galaxy. So great, great feedback, David, as usual. Um, Thank you. I'm honored that you brought this up. So thank you sincerely very much. All right. I hey, Larry, can I, thanks. Larry, can I say something real quick to sure. Alan? Sure. Yeah. I, I, I just got to say uh, what Jeff has said is right, folks. Keep the feedback coming. That is the only way things are ever going to change. And Microsoft is listening. I got to tell you, I had to switch to, to from the mail app and iOS. And I, I went to Outlook for iOS. And they've got a, a help thing built right in. And you can text people. And, and lo and behold, they actually answer you and stuff. So the people are listening oh, and, and, and they're, they're working hard to get stuff changed. And I, I gotta say, you got, you gotta, you gotta give them the feedback if you want things to get better though. And, but listen, my hat's I, off to Microsoft. Yeah, they're doing I, a great I'm not going to say, I, I'm going to bring this up and, and, and I, I want to make sure it's really, really clear that I'm not bringing it up because I'm a Microsoft employee. Uh, Cause I'm not, that's not why I'm bringing it up, but you brought up the outlook app. Um, if, if you're on iOS and you have not tried the Outlook app, you know, please, I beg of you to go try it. Do um, it. It's, be the, it's better than the Mail app. I used the Mail app for years, and, and Outlook for iOS is better. So, yeah, yeah, I well, use it all the time. Well, yeah. Alan, I don't know about you, but, but, the, but the, mail, the Mail part of it is, it is terrific. But you know what's even better is the calendaring capability inside of it. And it, I've not it, done much with that. I'm glad you mentioned oh my, you oh my gosh. it. It, it, yeah. it is so terrific. So if you, if you get a chance to play with that, uh, you know, and again, I, I'm not trying to, you know, uh, to, to, to misrepresent this because I'm not, I'm talking now as a general user who, who just loves that app to death. In fact, it's on my dock. That's my bottom right icon, and it's probably the one I use most often. Most it's on my dock, too. Yeah, yeah, sure. And, yep. and, and, and I love that app to death. So uh, if you have not tried it, please, please, please go and download it. It's free, and it's fantastic. I just, I just it, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's, I wouldn't say it's as great as Narrator, because I think Narrator is, you know, just amazing, uh, but it's really, really great. <laughs> I guess I'm being a little silly. <laughs> right. I'm, I'm being a little silly there, but um, you know, it, it's a great app. And if you haven't tried it, give it, give it a try. It's, 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 it's really, really great. <laughs> okay, fine. Thanks. Alan. Great presentation. Yeah, thank you, Alan. Let's. Well, listen. Let's have to give your contact info. Sure. Now, now okay. what I'm going to do is I'm I'm, a, I'm really going to point everybody to again resources where I think you're going to um, you know, uh, find that that uh, uh, you're gonna get direct support into product teams quicker than, than say emailing me directly. If you have something that, that is specific to, to narrator and then you wanna dive deep about a specific topic or you wanna provide 
a lot more detail on something, then that's fine. I don't have a problem with that. I'm going to encourage you though, that if it's, that if it's edge related or office related or anything else related to, to other products, um, and, and honestly, even if it is related to narrator that you first s- submit it via feed, the feedback hub. Um, there's, there's a number of reasons why that's true. The main one being that, that first of all, it gets routed correctly into our system so that we get a record of it and, and we can actually convert it into what we call either a deliverable or a bug, you know, uh, um, and, and, and it, that it gets tracked appropriately in the system, right? So email sometimes doesn't necessarily, you know, that doesn't necessarily happen with email, right? There's that, that's why we have the feedback hub. That's why it's there. So, so I'm going to impress upon, impress upon you Use that tool, uh, use it and abuse it um, as many times as you want. It's there. That's what it's there for, um, you know, to provide feedback. It's, it's just awesome. We love hearing from you. So do that first. Okay. So again, that's with the, the um, if you're running narrator, it's, it's the narrator key plus alt plus F. If you're not running narrator and you want to bring up the feedback hub, press windows F as in feedback, and then it will guide you through a process of, submitting feedback. It's very, 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 very simple. Um, if, if, if you want to submit advanced diagnostic information uh, about uh, you, you know, the, your computing experience, there's a checkbox that you can enable inside of narrator settings. Um, it's near the bottom of settings and you can turn that on and we get additional log details. There's nothing personal that we get. So we don't know, we, you know we, there's no way to tie your information back to you at all, but it does give us some additional technical details that are, that are sometimes helpful. So if you're willing to check that box and turn that feature on, that, that, that is useful to us. Um, and, then, and then call the disability answer desk. That's going to be your next line of, of defense on, or not defense, but your next line or strategy that you want to use to be able to get feedback in. A lot of times they'll be able to help you directly and to be able to solve any issues that you may have. Um, and, and, and also they are able to get to product teams directly and they're able to escalate issues that, that if need be, um, uh, you know, they can, they can get uh, uh, you to uh, the appropriate staff to be able to help you um, even more. If, uh, if you need to get a hold of me, um, and, I, and I stress that, that uh, I would ask that you use this um, sparingly because you know, I do get a lot of email and I can't necessarily guarantee you that, that, I, that I will respond as, as, as quickly as, and efficiently as I, as I do when we do triage because honestly, I see that as stuff every single day and we have an entire process centered around that. Then by all means, you can email me at jeff.bishop at microsoft.com and I'll do my best to respond to you um, in that fashion as well. Now, um, if you email me and say, I'm having a problem with Word or I'm having a problem with Outlook or I'm going with Edge, I'm going to give you the same answer, which is you need to submit that to the feedback hub. So, so just keep that in mind that, that you know, uh, I, and I'm not saying that because I don't want to help you. That's not, that's not the case. What I want to do is make sure that you get to the right resource that's going to help you the most you know, efficient way to resolve any issue you may have, or to get your concerns addressed the most um, expedited way, okay? So this isn't about me not wanting to help. That's not the case. It's about getting you to the right resources, um, you know, the most efficient way to be able to be um, 
most helpful to you because that's really what we want to do as a company. We want to make sure that we get you the right answers and the right information and, and to the right people um, the quickest way possible. So that's why we have these tools in place. If you want to follow me on Twitter, you can do that. I'm at Jeff Bishop, J-E-F-F-B-I-S-H-O-P. Um, I would encourage you to follow MSFT Enable on Twitter. And um, uh, that's, uh, that's also the Disability Answer Desk staff that actually maintain that. So you can tweet at them and they'll, they'll actually redirect you to, to get help as well. Um, and, then, and then just utilize the, the resources I pointed out and, uh, you know, use, use, use Windows and, and, and get us some feedback. We love constructive feedback. We love hearing from you. We want to hear, you know, uh, we want to hear the good and we want to hear the, the constructive feedback too. So it's all about, you know, being there for you and making sure that we're addressing any concerns that you may have and really wanting to make sure that you're having a delightful experience using our product. Excellent. As usual, the last hour and 18 minutes have flown by and it, this was terrific. Lots of fun, a lot of good questions. And thanks again for being with us. And uh, this was part one of Jeff Bishop on tech talk because part two comes in January. I'll be back. <laughs> As we talk about podcasting, the different right, podcasting right. ways you can podcast. If you want to receive podcasts, we're going to get into a lot of different stuff. Oh yeah. That's going to be a, a real length, lengthy show. We're going to talk yeah. all, about all kinds of different things. So come with lots of questions. We'll, uh, we'll try to answer as many of them as we can. And if we don't uh, know the answer, we'll make them up. Absolutely. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Uh, no, yeah. Jeff won't. I <laughs> Okay, yeah, Larry will make him up. <laughs> but we have lots of space. We have a couple of events planned for January. And so if you have ideas, thoughts, you can send an email to me, Larry Gassman at roadrunner.com. Gassman is G-A-S-S-M-A-N with ideas, with thoughts about what you would like to hear and see on Tech Talk. Now, just as a reminder, um, we will continue with content on ACB Radio. Uh, that won't stop, but we will stop here for the next couple of weeks, uh, December 21 and 28 over the Christmas and New Year's holidays. We will not be here, but we will be back on January 4. And uh, and that's, I guess, when I take over, and this should be interesting. So if you can help me with content, uh, we're working on some things, but content is always worth uh, listening to, and we'll plan some great things coming up in the next few months. Thank you so much for being with us, and we enjoyed it tremendously, and have a wonderful holiday season. Merry Christmas, Happy New Year, and we'll see you next year, January 4, 2021, on Tech Talk.